what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to another edition of Fantasy Fuel. It is I, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. And the network, we are all here. How you doing, network? Doing great. Ready ready to get some more of this positive news that we hear. Positive news, yeah. Now, we're not talking positive <laughs> news today because we're talking about bus. And eventually, we're going to get to that. But we do have... A few things we need to talk about. Some things that have happened in the last week. Not good news either there. The first of which, Darius Geis, uh, within a matter Mm. of minutes, it felt like we got the news that something happened with him in a domestic dispute. And then shortly after, I heard almost immediately that the Washington football team, Mm -hmm. I hate saying it, but the Washington (laughs) football team already released him. And the details, the fresh details today on the charges against Darius Geis, he allegedly strangled his girlfriend until she was unconscious in her home. When she awoke, Geis was crying and tapping her. Uh, So Washington, they were like, they must have heard what was going on immediately and were like, yeah, no, we're not even going to deal he's, with this. Gone. What do you guys think? He's never going to play football again. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind he will ever play football again. If you are strangling somebody till they're unconscious, that means you're strangling somebody to the almost the point of death. That is not okay. Yeah, I, it's a bad look, um, especially in times like this. Everybody's like with the cancer. Yeah. I mean, cancel culture, it's just, you, you're guilty off bat if there wasn't no video depending yeah. on how far after everything boils down and cr- charges is appeals and all that maybe but you you, you got to come back from this and get out of this hole or whatever but yes yeah, it's, it's bad news for the washington washington yeah uh, i mean i hope <laughs> i hope Darius guys gets the help he need for whatever caused this incident but I really don't think uh, he's going to be able to play in the NFL again. If Ray Rice couldn't come back from what he did, uh, there's zero reason that Darius Guy should. It, well, it the thing the difference there is Ray, yeah. that's true. Ray Rice video had video was. evidence. Now, if, if this is all true with Geis, there's no chance he ever plays again. There's zero chance. But we still have to find out whether or not it's true. And, again, there's no video evidence, and that makes a big difference when it comes to whether or not you play that's in true. the NFL again. But I – if, if it's true, I, I'd rather have Ray Rice play in the NFL than somebody who strangles somebody who chokes somebody out until they pass out. That's not okay in my book at all. No, not at all. Right. And Ron Rivera, he called the release. It was a tough but necessary decision, and I agree Absolutely. 100% with that. Also, also, sometimes your history catches up to you because he had questionable remarks coming in about character mm-hmm. issues. That's He actually fell in a draft because of it. Yep. Tremendous talent. So sad. Mm-hmm. Um, on a little more positive note, it is um, one month from tonight is supposed to be the Chiefs in Texas opener for the NFL season if we're still <laughs> going to have a season. And I bring that up because um, college is starting to fold. The NCAA, Big Ten, Pac-12, MAC, uh, I believe, are all basically – gone right now i don't know if they're going to try and do it in the spring or how they're going to work this but uh college football seems like it is going to be done but nfl looks like it's gonna still give it the old college try (laughs) Uh. (laughs) if the nfl continues and plays what is this draft going to look like how is this going to fold out because if if college doesn't play or if there's only a few you know colleges that do play and they say well we're going to play our own thing it won't matter for nothing but at least we can show our talents how does that that's going to seriously affect the draft like seriously affect it and as a Jets fan that kind of sucks because we just got these nice new draft picks from the Seattle Seahawks and now we don't know what we're going to get out of it so I think it's going to affect a lot of the NFL if the if the NFL still plays and even if they don't it's still going to affect it no matter what yeah it's going to be (laughs) 
I'm not even sure if they have prepared for this at this particular moment. They were yeah. probably assuming, well, if we're going to play, NCAA's going to play. Right. And, I mean, it, it's just going to be more of a crapshoot next year uh, for when the NFL drafts. If they, I mean, I'm assuming they would hold a draft still because kids would be a year older. The normal seniors and normal juniors that would have come out anyway are going to be like, well, I still want to go to the NFL, and this is the best time for me. Or it, maybe... It'll just be a thinner draft. I don't know. People that would normally go undrafted, maybe they'll be getting drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds next year because more kids will opt to stay for another year. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no question it's going to make a huge difference. Uh, this this whole next year, this year for football and next year, is going to be just completely different than what we've ever seen before. Yeah, hopefully they'll get a, a bounce back. You heard about what The Rock and that company is doing with the XFL, right? Yes. Uh, Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, new owner of the XFL. So it's kind of staying in the the wrestling family, yeah. per yeah. se. But uh, I think The Rock will maybe have more time to devote to it instead of it just being another cool. little venture. And who knows, maybe they'll make something of it and – We'll be able to have a season full of football all in a row once he comes <laughs> up with whatever plan that he's he's got, and we we can watch it without fear of the COVID and all yeah. that other crap well, right now. You know, if 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 uh, PJ Walker, uh, Carolina, if something happens and we're not like won't for any injury, but if he gets a shot in Carolina and turns out to be a star, that's what helped that yes. league, I think, because he was a star there. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Who? PJ who? Yeah, yeah. We all know who PJ Walker is because we paid a little bit of attention. But uh, maybe y'all know who PJ Walker is if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't pan out or, you know, who knows. And maybe he'll go down with another injury. We don't want that, but we'll see. Uh, All right. A couple more little quick things. Uh, One is Eddie Jackson, safety Eddie Jackson, uh, is wanting Matt Nagy to use him on the offense. He says, I feel like he knows this already. All I need are two or three plays. If I mess up, you can take out the packages, but I doubt it. So anybody <laughs> out there that plays in IDP leagues, uh, Eddie Jackson is trying to get on the offense and get you a few more points here and there. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's very uh, interesting. I've, I have to look at it more into depth because I just, at first I've heard of it. I right. had no idea that this was even a thing. Uh, shoot. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change things. Now, it depends on what kind of package it is. If it's just a couple plays on offense, it doesn't really change much for me. But if it's goal line stuff, if you get out there for any type of possible touchdown stuff, that's going to make a huge difference. So I, it, it doesn't matter to me right now. I never even heard, it, heard that this was a thing. But let's, let's hope. Let's hope that that happens because he will ill up in the IDP leagues for sure. Yeah, I always love just having that extra little chance. The only thing we mm-hmm. have right now currently is, like in our flag league, is the punt and kick return. Sometimes it's a defensive yep. back or yep. somebody yep. like that out there, and you get a extra little you know bonus here. Yeah, and J.J. Watt was doing it for a little while. I think that's the last person I can remember. He was already scoring was getting, insane points in IDP the ridiculous. year he was doing that. That was on top of already scoring like 35 points a game at defensive end. Right, right. Oh, man. But uh, let me just read this headline to you, and I'll get your reactions. This is the one I was telling you before the show that you might not have heard. The headline is, Alvin Kamara said he tore his knee against Jacksonville. No surgery, a lot of rehab this offseason. What does that speak to you? (laughs) It explains a little bit why I thought he was a little down last year. I don't know how he's going to respond from that. So that that is something that's brand new news to me as well. So... Man, that is that's eye opening. That's going to have uh, some kind of effect to my rankings, which I w- am updating as soon as I possibly can. But this is this is news that is actually worth looking at. Network, what do you think about Alvin Kamara talking about his knee? Tour, define tour. <laughs> that's why and, I said I just true. gave you the headline first. I want a reaction from the headline. Um, just yeah, define tour in what week? Uh, Sixteen Jacksonville. They weren't in contention. What week was that last year? Uh, that's the first thing that pops in my mind. Anyway, yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Per a physical therapist, they said he likely sprained it. Otherwise, it would have required surgery. So mm. he was probably just saying tore as in messed it up or, mm. you know, some kind of slang term. But uh, a little clickbaity mm. there, but it is something to consider. <laughs> um, last year, uh, we should probably look up and see um, what week that was uh, for the Saints. Uh, because if it, it was early be, on, like it would a, it would explain quite a bit. Let me it see. Would have. A sprained meniscus, hyperextended it, and those are two things. The first thing that comes to mind: something to deal with straining the meniscus and hyperextending it. We'll see what week it is, and that can you can not okay. have a surgery for both. I, I think I'm in the right spot from last year, and it they only I only see them play against the Jaguars in preseason. What? <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm seeing is preseason. Let me see. Was, Let me look on a, another link because that 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 would that was the first week of preseason, right? Yeah, they don't play them. Wow. So that really oh wait that week would six. Oh no, that's yeah week six. So even then, that's pretty early. Week six. And uh, I'm looking at 2019 Saints. Week one, Houston, two, blah, 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 five, Tampa, six, at Jaguars. But, yeah, the other one I was looking at did not have it. Buccaneers. Yeah. I don't see Am it. Am I looking at the wrong? Let me look. That was from New Orleans Saints itself. There's another one, 2019 Saints schedule. Yeah, it says week six on this one, too, so. Uh, the first well, one I'm, first? <laughs> yeah, I don't first know. One must be the same one. We were we both clicked on the same one. That's really strange that they had it that way. That's weird. Anyway, it's still fairly early in the season for right. Kamara to yeah. do that, and may explain why he wasn't as explosive as he was. Um, anyway, uh, unless anybody has anything else to add about Alvin Kamara, we can talk about our bus this week and. I, I'm going to apologize early because I know there's going to be some people on this list that um, at least one of you are not going to like who I have <laughs> on there. But we'll start with quarterback. Let's start with network. Who do you have for a bust at quarterback? Um, It's just one of those things of value. Right now, I think busting it could could very well be Kyler Murray. And I know that's not a popular opinion. Everybody expects him to take a jump, and I do too. I think the offense is going to be explosive. They're going to score more touchdowns than last year. I just don't think it'll be enough for drafting him in the fourth or fifth round. No, that makes sense. Uh, I can definitely see why people would think just based on where you have to draft him uh, that Mm -hmm. Kyler Murray would be a bust to you. But if he turns out to be what they think he is, it might be a solid pick and your sixth round fifth round wherever you're drafting him could be well worth it now tom and i have talked about this multiple times um about quarterbacks so you know it's just one of those things where we're probably yep. waiting a little while uh tom who do you have for your bust at quarterback well, this is the only position i don't have a real bust for and okay. I'll, let me explain because <laughs> It's pretty easy to say that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a little worse, and I think pretty much everybody is going to say that. And so it's really not a bust. It's pretty easy to say Deshaun Watson will be worse because he doesn't have Hopkins anymore. But everybody's saying it, so it's really not a bust. In order for it to be a bust at the quarterback position, it would have to be a name that basically everybody is saying is going to be great this year. And then you say the opposite of that, like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or... Kyler Murray. But I don't think any of those guys will be bad enough to say, well, it wasn't worth it. It was absolutely garbage that I picked him here. It was terrible. I mean, I, I could I guess I could say possibly Tom Brady doesn't perform the way that people want him to perform going into the Buccaneers this year, but he's still falling in late in drafts, so that's really not considered to be a bust in my opinion either. So I just don't really have a bust for quarterback position because you just I'm just waiting on them anyway. If I could say bust, I could say 
all sorts of players because who knows? I, I don't really care. I'd rather just take a chance at, on, with somebody and say, I think this guy has upside. I think this guy has upside. And I'm going to go with either one of them. And it doesn't really matter to me. I just don't think there's much of a bust chance at quarterback position. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, my bust is more of where you have to pick them. Like, right. mostly what you said is true, in my opinion, as well, where you won't exactly, there's not going to be busts, per se, but there are going to be guys that perform almost the same that you can draft way later. And that's why exactly. my bust yeah. is Deshaun Watson. Like you said, there's a lot of people right. saying he's going to be a bust, but my I'm not saying he's going to be a bust because he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm saying he's going to be a bust because you have to draft him in the fourth, fifth, sixth round if you want to get him. And I am perfectly happy taking many more players exactly. in the yeah. ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth round. Um, granted, if you're a super flex league, you're going to have to take him high if you want a guy like that, and you're going to get quarterbacks in super flex league much earlier anyway. But that was one of those. As soon as I put it down there, I thought, "Oh, network just showed me a super flex league, and he drafted Deshaun Watson in the third round." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry." I, I was just going to say that in, in 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 that same draft, Kyler Murray went seven picks in the third round too. Okay, so, so I was like, "Wow, that that's the reason why I said Kyler Murray in the third round." Like how he has to yeah. perform, and you think last year Lamar Jackson? I would love to. I should have thought about this. When did he go last year? When it the year before before Mahomes? You were getting him in the seventh, and in the ninth, right. and in the tenth. Right. That's exactly. why those. That's why this hurts right here. Getting these quarterbacks here, they got to perform. They do. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I, before yeah, we go on to the running back, just want to say again, Tom and I have talked about this. Quarterbacks are really going to be I, – I, I look at the list and I don't see anybody busting this year. So yeah, why yeah. take a guy so high just because exactly. they did good last year? Yes, we know Patrick Mahomes is going to be good and Lamar Jackson should be good if he doesn't get hurt. And Network wants to get in here. So what do you got? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, I meant to Deshaun Watson. I got him in the third. Somebody got him one oh eight. Yes, I remember you saying that too. That is ridiculous. Even in a super flex league, like not craziness. Don't don't do that, please. Yes, folks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anybody listen out? You guys out there, don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do that. All right, let's move on to running back. We'll start with Tom this time. This one hurts me. I I hate this one so much. I because I I talked this player up. Last year, and I, you know, convinced myself and uh, hopefully some other people to take him because it did work out. But <laughs> you don't even want to say it. Um, Aaron, Aaron Jones. I knew it. I, I knew it was be, coming. I, I think he'll be a, a little bit of a bust this year. Um, I, I think he will. He'll still be good, but right now, I have him on my rankings at eight on my RB rankings, but that's that's going to change. I think I'll have to drop him out of the top 10. Not sure where he'll end up, um, but I'm losing faith in him right now. Here's why. He's going too early. He's going to he's going in the early, mid-second round, which to me is a little bit, it's too early. I just don't like that this year. I think he'll get his points, uh, sure, but how much, you know? Um, I'm starting to think AJ Dillon is going to get more touches than we realize. They drafted him high, so they like him. I think if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, they would love to see Jordan Love and see what he has to offer. But because they, they drafted him high, but at the running back position, there has there's a there's more of an opportunity for Dillon to get plenty of looks where there, there won't be much of an opportunity for Love to get look, looks unless uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Um, so I think there's a good possibility that Aaron Jones gets a little less of the looks that he normally gets. And last year, he had over 1,000 yards rushing, 16 rushing touchdowns last year, and 49 receptions and six and an additional uh, three receptions for touchdowns. So there's a very small chance that he repeats that amount of success this year if we have a season, obviously. It's just... I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he can do all of that again. And where you're drafting him in the second round, it just doesn't right. seem legit. So he played he played all of 16 games last year. In the previous two years that he played, 
he played 12 games in each season. So I'm not even sure he's going to be healthy the entire season. And so if there's any type of injury at all, I think the Packers can say, no, 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 don't worry about it. We got A.J. Dillon. It'll be fine. And so I just have this kind of a, I really absolutely hate it because I really think he's still a very talented running back. And there's absolutely uh, no doubt in my mind he can still produce. But I just think there's 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 a feeling in my head and in my heart <laughs> that he's not going to get 1,000 yards or 16 rushing touchdowns or three re- receiving touchdowns as well. That, that's a lot. And if you just go back a couple years ago, he wasn't even close to that. Nope, he was not close. Um, and as brought up in our chat here, he's in a contract year. So they could either run him into the ground and he gets hurt because he gets so many touches early on, and then A.J. Dillon maybe gets uh, more playing time after that, or he just goes absolutely bonkers because it's a contract year and he gets paid somewhere else because there's zero chance that the Packers will re-sign him at $15 million a year if he has another one yeah. of those years. Yeah. They are just they yeah. don't have the money to do anything like that. Um, right. And also... Uh, what you were saying about him missing games, he was suspended for a couple of games um, yeah, okay. in 2018. Yeah. So that's why he didn't get as many touches, yeah. but it's it's still one of those things you got to think about. People who get suspended are not yeah, always. Reason. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we got for running back network? Um, I hate to be like the the spoiler here, but oh, yeah, no. uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire going in <laughs> some first. Oh round my draft. goodness! Don't even you know, get me started. We, we heard, you know, we we lost um the who should have been the Super Bowl MVP. Right. He's opting out, and then not he was already flying up boards, but he just went uh one oh six in my super flex oh, league and that's, that's absurd. That is crazy. I, it's like nobody remembers that Andy Reid, if you fumble under a- Andy Reid, <laughs> you're done. There's other capable backs back there. Um uh, Mahomes has his college teammate DeAndre Washington that came over from yep. Raiders <laughs> joining that squad. Doran Thompson is still there and a rookie is just going to come in and just take off with the job. I, I think he will, but at any point, for one, let's think injuries could happen. Not that we want that or right. now we're saying that. But you're putting a lot of stock into someone who hasn't done it yet and is just going into the second chapter of their sports career, third chapter, should I say, depending. But I don't like it in the first round. We're talking value right. people. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I I don't think he's going to be a bust per se, but where you're taking him, if somebody's taking him in the first round, I'm sorry, that's just not right. You can't be doing that at all. He's a rookie. We still haven't seen him play in the NFL. He's going against a completely different type of of talent here. I mean, the, the defenses are insane in the NFL. It's not like college. So I, I completely understand what you're saying, at the, but at the same time, this is a for me, it's a perfect fit for him to be on this offense, and I think there's a really high chance he can still have a really good year. I will, I'm not taking him in the first round, though. Yep. Um, I got him in a mock draft. I think I took him because I think it was supposed to be Dynasty um, as if we were drafting for a Dynasty League, and I took him mm-hmm. late in the second round, I believe it was. So I was like, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, well, if I could get him in the second round now, I probably would, but – you're right. I'm not taking him in the first round. I saw him at 106 in Networks League. I saw him at 106 in an ADP that I had just looked at before we did the show. I'm like, why? It's why? Insane. You are drafting? These, these are startups. These aren't even dynasties, right? Most, yeah. startups going right. that high. I mean, people are drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as if he's going to produce like Alvin Kamara did his rookie year, but you didn't have to take Alvin Kamara in the first round in his rookie year. He climbed up boards. I mean, he was On going waivers. sixth, seventh, and yeah. then they were like, ooh, he's looking good in the preseason. Right. He's fourth, fifth, third, you know. So he crept up, but never to the first round. There was no chance you were taking Alvin Kamara in the first round that year. But if you <laughs> knew, obviously we would, but – I don't think you're going to be able to predict that Clyde edwards Hilaire has that good of a season. I mean, yes, they're all right. saying he's perfect for the system. We, have, we hear that about a lot of people. Oh, yeah, he fits in with us just perfect. Yep, mm-hmm. And he's not going to be an MVP in his first wait, year. Wait, you guys remember 
um, Kamara's rookie year, he was dropped in a lot of leagues because I think something happened. Adrian Peterson was there, and it looked like for like the first two games, he didn't really do nothing. I, I know a couple of leagues he yes, was dropped in. And that is true. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Yep. Right. He, he snuck up right. boards, and then people were, yeah, after the first couple of weeks, like, oh, maybe he's not going to get any touches. And hopefully that's the way it is this year. I'll pick up Edward Solaire off the waiver <laughs> wire if somebody does it, but I doubt anybody's going to be dumb enough to drop him after a couple of games. Uh, my my running back bust, and again, it kind of goes along with it. mostly my theme for my bust this year uh, is where you have to draft him compared to what you can get right. later on. My running back bust is going to be Austin Eckler. I love Austin Eckler. If you remember, I was pushing Austin Eckler the year before he really took off. And yep. I have had him on multiple teams since then in dynasty fashion, and I love Austin Eckler. But he does not have Philip Rivers at quarterback. He has Terod Taylor at quarterback or Justin Herbert, depending on what goes on. <laughs> and if yep. you don't think people are going to stack the box and make Terod Taylor beat them, you're crazy, which yep. means Austin Eckler is probably going to be seeing a lot of eight-man fronts He's going to be seeing just – he's going to be the focus of that uh, offense for the most part, in my opinion. Yes, they still have Keenan Allen. Yes, they still got Mike Williams. Yes, they still got Hunter Henry. But they got Terod Taylor at quarterback, and it just doesn't matter who you have at quarterback or at wide receiver and tight end if you don't have a good quarterback. So I think Austin Eckler is going to take a step back. He's He'll still be fine, like you said, but he's not going to be worth, like, the – second round pick that you have to take him in it, it seems crazy to me after everything that i saw and it was hyping i was like oh yeah take him with your 12th round pick he'll be fine and then last year's like fifth round pick third round pick like wow mm -hmm. is, is mm -hmm. austin eckler really that good I'm like yes he was that good but it still seems crazy to me now you got to take him in the second round i mean if he proves me wrong again he's going to be a first round running back next year and that's going to be even crazier right. to me so, I mean, what do you guys think about Austin Eckler? Well, I, I feel like if he proves you wrong this year, there's a reason he proves yes. you wrong. And I think there's probably some legitimacy to that. But like you said, no Philip Rivers. And with with what I've done, a little bit of study on Tyrod Taylor. Or Ty, what is it? Tyrod? No, it's Tyrod, right? Tyrod. It's Tyrod Taylor now. I, I, how am I missing this up already? <laughs> but... From what I've seen out of him and what I've looked into, he is more of a tight end type of guy where he used to go to, yep. you know, Charles Clay a ton. So yes. I'm going to look for that to happen more than maybe the dump offs to Eckler are going to happen a little more because he's going to be like, oh, shoot, I got to get rid of it. But then Eckler's probably going to be sitting there trying to block these guys coming <laughs> in because Terod's going to be running all over the place and trying to figure out who's the, who's open or where he's going to have to run the ball to to get, you know, a positive gain. So I I understand what you're saying there. I don't know if I would drop him too far from where he's at because he still is a talented guy. But it is not Philip Rivers, and Philip Rivers loves him some some uh, running backs to throw to. That's right. Network, where are you at with Austin Eckler? I like him. I think he's a special talent. I think the cream rises to the top, so I think he's still going to eat. Whether I, 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 I the jury's still out if he's worth a second round pick, I can see taking him in the second round because after man. there, there's a drop off when you get to the girlies and the right. Big and, time. The, and the Gordons. I like him more than Gordon. So there's the ugly part of the draft where you just kind of got to close your eyes and throw a dart. <laughs> and he's not really like close your eyes. You got one eye open with him, hoping mm. that he can be special. I like uh, Joshua Kelly too. Think that I don't know what the O line is going to be like. Right, but I'm rooting for Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor because he's become like the Ryan's Fitz magic of the backups, the placeholders <laughs> for the quarterbacks. And I hope he comes out after his last situation with Baker Mayfield and just take that situation and be like, you know what, I'm, you know, he played himself off the field. I think it was his job, and I hope he comes out with some some urgency and keeps it up. I mean, just balls out. He has a Super Bowl ring. It's, right. I think it's time for Tyrod Taylor to show you guys like he was when he was um, worthful. It, it was a time when Tyrod Taylor won me a league. Oh, yeah, year. for sure. And, um, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. kind of hoping on that guy just for just for him. I won't be drafting him. Probably you guys should <laughs> either with somebody over his shoulder. But if you're in a super flex and you can get him and Hubert, if, you have, if you're a Hubert guy and I'm not, try it. Because Tyrod, 
is playing probably for the something for the, at the tail yeah. end of his career. And I, he, I think he's an athlete. He's not the best, but last time Cleveland, Cleveland wasn't his fault. No, it really was wasn't. No, that was yeah. And he yeah. was able to make Jarvis Landry decent those first few weeks that he played. So yep. he can support one wide receiver, whether it's going to be Keenan <laughs> Allen or Mike Williams. I would lean towards Keenan Allen just because he's a PPR guy, mostly like Landry. But I think it's going to make Austin Eckler suffer a little bit. Um, yep, I agree. I'm going to break some hearts real quick. Uh, I'll start off with the wide receivers. We're going to have a couple of those. I'm going uh, I'm going to break some hearts because I am right now officially declaring Terry McLaurin a bust in the fifth round. <laughs> I know, I know. I see your reaction over there, Network. I'm just saying Washington is not going to take that step this year, and I think drafting Terry McLaurin in the fifth round is not the wisest of decisions. I think he's going to be okay, but there's a lot more people. I'd rather take you know my third running back at the 506 it is average draft position that I was looking up I'd rather take a third running back there and take one of those wide receivers there's so many wide receivers later on that I think are just going to be as um, valuable and get as many stats as Terry McLaurin is so you guys can roast me now I'm done talking about him you don't have to roast at all because, well, at least maybe maybe network world. But uh, one of my guys that I put on my list was Terry McLaurin. Hey, um, <laughs> so at least we're thinking uh, somewhat uh, similar here. But I just got two words for that, and that's Dwayne Haskins. Mm-hmm. Um, McLaurin is being considered in a lot of rankings these days as a top fifteen wide receiver, and I love McLaurin's talent. I think he's amazing, but I I darn near hate Haskins at the quarterback position. I think uh, Washington is going to have a very difficult year this year. The best player on their offense is, in fact, McLaurin. There's no question about that now. Um, But this year is going to be still a building year for Washington. Uh, Dwayne Haskins kind of reminds me a little bit of Geno Smith. Uh, I wanted Geno to get his, uh, his last opportunity with the Jets, but he never got that. Obviously, he got punched in the face. But I have high hopes for Haskins. I'm not saying I don't. I just not. I just not sure it's going to happen. I, give it a couple more years before I can say goodbye completely to him. But here's here's why here's why he has to prove it to me first before I am actually saying okay. I'm I'm on board with you, Haskins. Um, but in the first seven games without Haskins for the as quarterback for Washington, McLaurin had 109, 109.4 points, fifteen point six points per game three points over 20 point three games over 20 points and four games over 15 points so not great but not bad the last seven games with haskins was 91.8 points about 13 points per game only three games over 15 and only one over 20 now bottom line no matter how you look at it is that good enough to be a top 15 wide receiver not really to me sir I, I got I got to see more out of out of uh, Haskins before I trust in McLaurin the way I probably should be trusting in McLaurin because he has extreme talent. It's just not there yet because he just doesn't have the right quarterback yet. I still have hope. <laughs> I just don't know whether it's going to be this year. Uh, I just got to say thank you for bringing up the Case Keenum Dwayne Haskins comparison. I was waiting mm-hmm. to see if anybody had some arguments for me, and then I was going to go there, <laughs> but you did it all right for me. So I appreciate that. All right, Let's network. Forget Alex Smith is looking good. Ooh, that would mm, make that's a true. difference, but I don't that's think true. Alex Smith will quite get on the football field this year. But you never yeah. know. He he got cleared for football, uh, you know, duties. So we'll see. I'm rooting for him. Me too. I'm actually really rooting because it seems like he wants to play. Yeah. You know, they say hashtag we ready. He really wants to do it. And yeah. I had to get his yeah. name into the podcast. Shout out to Alex Smith. There you go. <laughs> All right. Who you got for your first wide receiver there, Network? Um, I think um, I'm fading. It's a, it's a, it's a toss up. Like one of these guys is not going to be worth their draft slot. If you are drafting, um, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, both to be our, our um, wide receiver one, I think you're going to lose where you're drafting them. I don't think this office is going to be 
supporting to top tier and tight ends. And I think it's, it's going to be spread around and they're going to play a defensive game because their defense, I think, is actually pretty damn good and work their wiggle their way down this season. They're not going to be throwing the ball across the yard like they did last year. You know, I was right there almost picking one of those and I couldn't decide which one. So I'm glad you went there because I couldn't decide. I know you got something to say, Tom, so I'll let you go. Well, I have I have a decision. Um, I picked Chris Godwin as one of my. Okay, there we go. <laughs> to me, he's just going too high in drafts. I think he'll be he'll be good, but is he going to be top five or top seven where he's going right now? I don't know. I don't trust that. I think I I, I understand the reasoning behind it because you know he's still got the talent, and you know Tom Brady's a better quarterback than what he had last year. I understand all that. But they st- there's still Evans, there's Gronk, there's O.J. Howard. Now there's, you know, Shady, yeah. uh, if that helps at all. But Man. there's going to be other uh, running backs to uh, to get targets for that team as well. God- Godwin is not Edelman. And even though he's kind of forced into this slot-type role at times, he's still built to be a more of a deep threat than anything. I just don't, I just don't see him being amazing fantasy talent as everyone else is expecting him to be this year. Good. Yes. He'll be good. Great. Even maybe top five. No, that's too fast. You got to slow down, pump the brakes a little bit. I think he, he might not even make the top 10. I'm, I'm dead serious. He's not going to make the top 10. I could even see him dropping into the twenties. I'm not going to predict that he drops into the twenties, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, would you be surprised if you saw Godwin in the twenties? Here's my take. I'm not going to answer that question in particular, but here's my take. I think it's going to be tough. It is either going to be one extreme or the other when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Either Tom Brady is going to make both of these guys amazing and they'll both be top 10 wide receivers, or they're both going to be outside the top 20 because Tom Brady couldn't do it. I mean, he's got the talent. Now we're going to see if Tom Brady is actually – the guy that we saw him years ago go for, you know, 50 touchdowns plus whatever it was. Now we're going to see him with even more talent. And if he's 43 and just, (laughs) if he's on his way out, we're going to know if he's not on his way out, we're going to know. So I, I, that's why I couldn't pick either or, or say one or the other will be, I would not be surprised, but then, it would also drag Mike Evans back with him. I think it's going to be, they're both going to be good or they're both not going to be good. And Tom Brady is going to be the reason for it. Well, I have no, I I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, I kind of do disagree with it. I just don't think both of them can be good. I, there's no question in my mind. They can both suck. I, I, <laughs> I have no problems with that. I just don't know if both of them can be good. I, I could see Godwin being the one that's absolutely amazing. And Mike Evans being the one that sucks, but I can also see Mike Evans being the one that's amazing. And Godwin being the one that absolutely takes the dump, but I don't see both of them being really good. I think there's no question. Tom Brady has something to prove. You know, sure. Not in no, no doubt in my mind. He's sitting there thinking, I want to win the Super Bowl without Belichick. I 100% agree with that statement and that sentiment, but I can't I can't sit here and say that Godwin and Evans are going to be both in the top well, 10 wide receiver. Well, you know, like think about last year like the the Patriots won off their defense and who who he didn't produce like Julian Edelman did well. Nobody right. else. He had like Josh exactly. Gordon, Antonio Brown for yep. a short amount of time, but Nikhil Harry he has some Philip Dorsey. He has mm-hmm. some pieces that just just didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, there you yep. go. Um, you got another wide receiver there, Network, before I get to my second one. I think I was. it was Godwin. I, okay. I, I had gave you two. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, my second one. Can I just say something? No! Both, oh, sorry. Both of my guys that I picked, you guys picked too. So I just think we're all connected. We're on the same page. Yes, we now. are. We did not discuss any of this beforehand. That's why I love doing it this way. I'm like, okay, I guess we're all on the same page, and that's either <laughs> going to be all good or all bad. We'll, we'll find out when we have the season. Um, my other one is going to be another one that maybe I'll get uh, yelled at for, but where he's getting drafted at the back end of the fourth round, early fifth round, somewhere in there. I am not taking DK Metcalf that high. He is going to have the same season he did last year. I know I'm talking Russell Wilson up, 
But I think DK Metcalf is going to have almost the same exact season last year, you know, 65 catches, 900 to 1,000 yards, and six to eight touchdowns. That's a decent season, but that is not worth a late fourth-round pick or a fifth-round pick. Like, come on, guys. Like, he's not ready quite yet. We'll see. If Russell Wilson can make DK Metcalf into a 1,500-yard receiver in his second year with 10 plus touchdowns i will shut i'll eat my hat i will but i i'm not taking dk metcalf that high no i'm not saying you're wrong because sorry i'm not saying you're wrong because uh you know where he's being taken in a draft i just think there's a very good chance that metcalf becomes something ridiculous and i'm willing to go up a little bit maybe not that far up you're right he is being drafted a little too early and that's that's not okay but i'd still be willing to if he drops a little bit further than what he's going now at the normal position i'd be willing to take a chance on that because hopefully i already got a couple guys that i can trust in at that point and if i can get somebody who i think is going to be huge and have that possibility and i'd go for it and if whatever he gives me outside of that is just like, okay, I got something there, but it's not the big, huge name that I'm, I'm hoping for. Yeah, I, I, I like I like DJ Metcalf, and it's one of those people that you swing for the fences for. Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. like if his worth ethic is any good, and he was just that good last year, and he, if he's been working on his craft, you're going to get DJ around the area, um, let's just say Cortland Sutton. And there's people that's high on Cortland Sutton. Right. I would rather have yeah. DJ Metcalf yeah. than Sutton because I'm swinging more, I believe, more in Metcalf. And it's a gamble, I think, for both those players. So sometimes it's just like, what part of the apple pie do you want? The crust or the filling? <laughs> yeah, and with those guys, too, you have the exact opposite in quarterbacks. you got Russell Wilson, who has been an MVP candidate, and you got Drew Locke, who's got the, right. the arm strength to get it to him, but will he? Um, I'd rather, out of those two, I'd probably rather go with Metcalf because I do believe he's still going to have a good season, just not a fourth-round receiver good. Right. All right. We got one position left. Let's uh, start it off with network again. Who do you got for a bust at tight end? Um, This one is a hard one, but then again, it, and it's not. I think uh, Zach Ertz will be uh, (laughs) falling off in the pecking order in their office. I think uh, Dallas Goddard is going to probably leapfrog him in the importance of priority because I think he's actually better at this point of his career. And I I think that we're going to see Ertz still be draftable, especially if you're getting him in like the sixth round. That is value right there. But if you're getting him as, I guess that is the third or fourth tight end off the board, the fourth tight end off the board. I'm just looking at some information right in front of me. This one is a hard one because we don't expect a whole bunch out of the top three. I mean, the, the top, after the top five, it's like pretty much boomer bust or hoping you get somebody late that takes one of the top five out. So Zach Ertz, I think, is going to be one of those ones that's going to drop out the top five. It's hard. It's a hard one to say who's going to be a bust, but I think at the end of the year, Ertz won't be top five. Now, before JJ, before you talk, because I know you're probably thinking, this is oh, a I got something for him. But for the only thing I can say to disagree with you, and I don't, your opinion is your opinion, but I would say Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are going to have successful years because there's just nobody else to throw the ball to on that team. That's why I have to slightly disagree with you. I understand what you're saying, though. That's a good point. Yeah, that. That's a very good point. Not only that is. We never know what we're going to get out of wide receivers in Philadelphia anymore. <laughs> I, I am excited for Jalen Rieger. I'm excited for Deshaun Jackson to get back on the field because he was hooking up with Carson Wentz so good in the preseason. And then in that first game against Washington, he was balling out, and I was excited. And now we don't know if he's going to be the same guy. And Alshon Jeffrey is basically a shell of his former self. And we got Greg Ward, a former quarterback, who is Ertz's main wide receiver target towards the end of the year. And even that wasn't that good. But since you're going to pick a Philadelphia Eagles tight end network, I'm going to tell you who my tight end bust is. <laughs> okay, all right, I already know where you headed, but I'm going to say this. What do we say historically about tight ends? Their third year, right? Uh-huh. That's just usually when they usually make the biggest jump if they're going to jump. Is this Goddard's third year or fourth one? I'm not uh, sure, really. This, oh, man. Just, 
put me on the I spot. Think it's his third. I think or, it is just his third because he was not a first mm-hmm. round pick, so we've still got him under contract for next year, I believe. Okay. But uh so you know where I'm going with this. Uh we're talking Darren Waller because <laughs> they have so many more targets. And he That's was true. a PPR guy. He didn't score touchdowns last year, did he network? Uh nope. And if he's not going to score touchdowns, what use is he? And if he's going to get less targets, he is not worth a sixth-round pick at tight end. I am staying away from him because there are so many options. And Derek Carr, again, y'all know, I'm not a big fan of Derek Carr. So I don't think he's going to be able to support that many people. And Darren Waller is just—he's just going to kind of get lost in the shuffle. He—he'll have a few good games. Maybe he'll be a good um, best ball candidate every once in a while if he gets you know ten catches for a hundred yards and doesn't score a touchdown. Obviously, uh, he'll still be worth it. But I think he's going to be a hit or miss type guy this year. Yeah, I—I I pretty much agree with everything you're saying. I don't really have to add anything to that. All right, who's I your agree bust? as well. I do think that he's going to – the targets ain't there. The touchdowns aren't there. Yeah. I like uh, Foster Moreau. And he just doesn't seem like – and nothing against him. He's an athlete, but where he eats isn't in the red zone. It's in the 45, between the 45 side of the field. I've said this before. He's going to have a good year, but he's not going to sneak up on the league. And I don't think he is the type of – player that's an alpha male player no knock on him but he's probably okay being with just what he did last year he will never do anymore and that was a tremendous season but somewhere that's probably his ceiling all right tom um tyler higby um i i like higby because he ended the season last year with five really good games and normally i would say go get someone like that because they're probably being overlooked or undervalued however in many cases higby is going as the fifth highest ranked tight end and there's other times where he's not so i understand some of that but i'm cool with having higby don't get me wrong but i'm I'm not cool with taking him as the fifth tight end. Uh, there's plenty of other guys I think can have uh, more production or get as good a production this year. And that's pretty much what I'm saying with the same with the quarterback position. There's just, you can pick other guys that I feel like are going to have some kind of value there. I have a real problem when a guy has five great weeks and then all of a sudden we start calling him the fifth best tight end. <laughs> that to me won't be good for me to want to want a hundred percent, you know, draft him in fantasy football. I, I just almost want to stay away from it just because of that, that five week thing. And then all of a sudden the jump up to the number fifth guy, I understand he had a really good end of the season, <laughs> but I have this feeling I, he's going to be a disappointment to a lot of fantasy owners this year, because when you're expecting five, uh, tight end five numbers and he doesn't produce them you're going to be upset so i think he can be a top five tight end but it's unlikely for me to see that this year when i need to see much more consistent uh, uh, much more consistency out of him to be considered that high for me in my opinion you must not have heard what jared goff had to say <laughs> because jared goff his goal this year is to have three 1000 yard receivers so, I mean, if he's going to have three guys with 1,000 yards, Tyler Higby has to be one of them, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Who said that now? Jared Goff. He said it about himself. Oh, 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 oh wait, 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 wait. Who's, who said that? Jer- Jared, Jared Goff? Jer- Jared Goff? Yeah. That guy? That guy. Oh, well, see, that guy isn't good. So, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Uh, I don't care what he says. All right. Uh, anything to add there on uh, Jared Goff Network? <laughs> Yeah, no, you're talking about Tyler Higby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I don't think I think Higby is worth a, a flyer if you get him and get him after the thirteenth sure. round. I haven't seen him go that higher since. If you, if oh, you oh he him, is going that high. It, mm-hmm. Gerald all Everett's there and he may just be the guy. Maybe Higby was circumstance and he's just a jag. But yeah, I don't um I, I see what you're saying. I wouldn't trust him being my tight end one at all. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm going to go to the ADP that I was looking at. Tyler Higby is going as the ninth overall tight end on average in the eighth round. Mm-hmm. And that is not That's where nasty. I'm taking him. Uh, I'll I'll wait if I have to, if Tyler Higby is the best guy. In this ADP, they have Hunter Henry going after him. 
They have Noah Fant going yeah, after that's, him. That's, that's not acceptable. I think it was the CBS Sports one that had him at five. And yeah. when I saw that, I was like, wait a second. Nah. That's not okay. No, thank you. All right. Anybody have any, like, um, honorable mentions? I've got one guy, a second tight end, that I know it seems like it's a good deal, but I still think Gronk is not going to be worth taking as a tight end this year. So he's my honorable mention. I had to throw that in there. Darren Waller, I had more of an explanation for. I just don't think Gronk is, I mean, maybe he's going to have more fun, but I don't think it's going to equal to being an every week startable tight end. Yeah, he's you going to mock it up. <laughs> he's just going to mock it up. Go, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> You know, it's funny because at quarterback position, I considered to go with Tom Brady at the, well, not the running back position because they don't have much there, but at the, obviously at the wide receiver position, <laughs> I went ahead and uh, took, uh, uh, now I can't even think of who yeah, I took, Chris, oh, Godwin. God, Chris Godwin. And then I was heavily considering <laughs> Gronk as well. And I'm just like, I can't have three guys from the same team. So basically all I have to say is the Buccaneers are overhyped. They're so, overhyped by a lot. Now, I, I understand they could still be really good, and they, I have put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> I say that all the time. and But I haven't put my foot in my mouth yet, so I, I must be right about some things. <laughs> or at least I'm not so wrong that I have to put my foot in my mouth. I, I can always <laughs> say, you know what, I was a little bit wrong. But look at this part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can put my foot up to here, but not all the way <laughs> into my mouth. All right. Network, closing thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, just think about Gronk and think about um, Delaney Walker, Jarrett Cook, how they've had some some nice quarterbacks mm. carry them towards the end of their careers. Still now, Breeze is doing it. Brady has Gronk. Gronk is going to get six to eight touchdowns, which normally would have gone to maybe uh, Evans and Godwin. We're not going to like Gronk this year, and maybe even more than that, but it'll have like – 40 catches with six touchdowns, eight touchdowns that we're not going to appreciate. Right. So if you're waiting for a tight end, maybe, but there'll be two, um, 27 yards, two touchdowns every four weeks or something like that. So it's going to be crazy because he's going to eat sporadically. Yes. Periodically, (laughs) Rob Gronkowski will have a good game and everybody's going to rush out there and put in their trade offers for him. And it's just not going to pan out unless, you know, he looks so much better, so much like he did four years ago. If he looks like that, then I'm going to put my foot in my mouth too. But yeah, absolutely. All right. That's a strategy. Grab him and trade him. You can do that. Let them have a couple of good weeks and then dump them as soon as you can. There you go. (laughs) All right, that is going to do it for us for the podcast. Uh, I appreciate everybody out there watching on Twitch, listening on wherever it is, because you can find us wherever. Don't forget to check out Network's uh, Twitch channel. He is also the host of the Back Row Raiders show. If you're watching, mm-hmm. you see the Raiders in the background. Check that one out too. And uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna throw uh, a raid on here after we get off of here. So I'll find somebody to uh, hand off to. But I appreciate out everybody that's watching and listening. And uh, don't forget, stay fueled up for the rest of the non-off season. 